Hey, 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 family, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. You know, if it's Thursday, you know what's going on. It's Dr. P on the pod, on the pod, on the pod, on the pod. Listen, we've been talking about mental health all month long, and I am so glad that you all are still with me. This is such an important topic. And I know you are saying, Dr. P, you cannot be talking about mental health again. Yep, we are talking about mental health again. We are talking about accessing mental health care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to today's episode. And this is our four-part series on mental health. And this is the final episode. It's sponsored by Dancing Pharmaceuticals. And you know, what, one, two, three, four, four weeks ago, we started strong. And guess what? We are going to finish strong. And, uh, you know, I hope this four-part feature on mental health in the African-American community has provided you with uh, important information. I hope it has provided you with important information, answered some of your questions, and ultimately empowered your family, empowered our community, empowered your congregation. You know, I, I want to help those affected by mental health conditions to confide in their loved ones and seek appropriate care and treatment. We talked about that. And we need to break down the stigma. Oh, Lord, everybody say stigma and understand how important it is to look after your mental health. You know, family, you know. Family, you know, we got to look after our mental health. Ah, really? We got to look after our mental health, not just our physical health, but we have to be diligent in looking after our mental health. So again, Sister Rose, Sister Rose, our sister from Jamaica. Yes, Dr. Rose, who is the Senior Director of Program Services for the Mental Health Association of Essex and Morris in New Jersey. She is back with us again. And Rose and I have received the honorary from Jansen Pharmaceuticals for this four-part series. And we have covered, you got your pencil and paper, family, you got your pencil and paper? Come on. We've covered several topics. We've talked about talking with your loved ones about mental health faith, spirituality, and mental health care, and serious mental health conditions in diverse communities. And today, we're going to be talking about accessing mental health care. Now, if you're just joining us, I'm glad you're just joining us. And if you've missed all of these other three weeks, you got to go back and you got to catch up. It's all available to you on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's all available for you. I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous discussions for more information on mental health and wellness. So I think we need to get on, get started, get started with our sister Rose, sister Rose from Jamaica. What's up, sister Rose? What's up? What's up, Dr. P? Listen. Thank you again for having me. And let me start first by thanking you for your support with the series and for bringing this topic of mental health to the forefront of your podcast. Thank you so much. It's through initiatives like these, really, that we can increase our awareness of mental health conditions, including serious mental health conditions, to improve health outcomes. So if we don't talk about it, 
and people don't know about it, then we don't have good outcomes, right? Now, access to healthcare is sometimes, we often hear about this in the news, right? Whether from government or private healthcare organization, like pharmaceutical and insurance companies, it's always on the top of people's mind how to navigate the healthcare system in our country, right? So as I said, Dr. P, there are three components to access mental health care. You need insurance coverage, health services, and timeliness of care. So what does that mean? Most folks don't have insurance. How many people in America doesn't have insurance coverage? You need access to care, but the service needs to be available for you to access those care. So we need available resources in order to access it. And timeliness of care really address how long does it take for you to get to see a doctor if you're going through symptoms? Do you have to be hospitalized before you're able to get into treatment? So we, we have to address those issues. So Rose, healthcare access is sometimes not an approachable topic. Uh, It might seem like there are hoops to jump through at times and red tape to navigate. So I think this will be a very helpful topic for our listeners because, you know, we know, we know, we know how hard it is to get insurance coverage, health services, and timeliness of care. And, you know, those are not easy things. They sound easy, but we, the community, we know how hard this thing is. So can you talk about why access to mental health care for African-Americans may be more difficult, come on now, come on, may be more difficult compared to other communities? Tell the truth, Rose, tell the truth. Come on, tell us, tell us, Rose, tell us. So listen, I'm just going to talk a little bit about some statistics. So in our community, let's remember that about 16% of African-American adults live with a mental health condition, right? And approximately 30% of African-American adults with the mental health condition receive mental health services. So, I mean, what's going on with that? And it compares to the average American, which is 43% of people who are accessing care. So here we go again. We do know that people are suffering from mental health conditions and that they're not seeking treatment in our community. That's a fact. Now, what can we do about it? Education. So a lot of time, the lack of information or awareness of the mental health condition, which is why this series is so important for us in our community. Our reluctance, our inability sometimes to access care is fueled, you know, by the distrust and socioeconomic factors in our community that all of that is combined also the care biases. So there's a mistrust. We know that, you know, is this doctor going to have my best interests at heart? So we know that our community, we don't trust doctors to care for us. And so we need to kind of address that. And um, that's part of being, you know, cultural, you know, in, in our provider world, where we talk about cultural sensitivity and cultural competency, that we need to treat a certain you know, individual with their beliefs and their biases and so forth. So we have to address the individual when they come through our doors as an individual. So if a person that's suffering from a major depressive disorder or schizophrenia, 
comes for treatment and they're African-American, you have to consider, you know, their cultural beliefs and all that stuff into your treatment plan in order to have a successful treatment plan set up for that individual. And we know that. And don't forget also the socioeconomic disparities, such as exclusion from health, education, and social and economic resource. We know there's a lack of resources in our community, and that's why people don't get the help that they need. So what should people with serious mental health conditions like schizophrenia and MDD, depression, do to improve their access to care? What can we do to improve our access to care roles? What can we do? Well, first, you got to find a culturally competent healthcare provider. Where do we find one, Rose? Come on, where do we find one? Well, we can recommend reaching out to a mental health professional, but you can start with your primary care physician. So when you go to the doctor, you know, whether you have a headache or stuff is going on and you're discussing these symptoms, you should be asking questions about that. You know, where can I find, you know, a provider that's going to be able to meet the needs that I have as a community. And sometimes, you know, in, in regards to I tell you, finding the right treatment plan for for you, though, include medication, support therapies, can help you navigate daily life. So we want to be able to address those symptoms so that people can function normally in the community and have productive lives. And we know that, you know, you've seen the research. So, for example, living with schizophrenia, many people don't know there are different treatment options available to them, including oral medication and long-acting injectables which help manage schizophrenia symptoms and delay time to relapse. Talk to your healthcare provider to learn more about the treatment options that may be available to you and risks and benefits. If finances are an issue, you can call a local mental health care clinic, advocacy organization, or local government to find out about cost support options because there's also help out there. A lot of the folks don't know where to start to get help, but if you start with those, like your local government office and so forth, they will be able to redirect you to the right places in order to get the help that you need. Well, Rose, Rose, you know, I don't have nothing but love for you. It has been a month and I am just so happy that you've been with me all month. Sister Rose from Jamaica. Jamaica. So you got to go, Rose. You got to go. We hate to see you go, but I'm going to give you a few more, a few more minutes because you've been talking all month long. You've been talking all month long and you've been telling us everything we need to know about mental health. It's been great. We started out in the beginning of July, not knowing too much, but good God have mercy. We think we know everything now because Rose done told us all about mental health. So in parting, Sister Rose, what do you want our listeners to know? Well, I only have a few points that I really want to leave people with today. I just want you to remember that living with a mental health condition still means it's possible to lead a productive and meaningful life, meaningful life. It's important to have strong support network also. So whether it's family support, community support, it's really important for that individual that suffered to have a strong support system around them in order for them to really have great outcomes in dealing with their illness. There are resources and support services that can provide you or your loved one with more information about services, 
treatment options, and more. There's an abundance of tools available to help guide you and your loved ones. I just want to make sure that, you know, by leaving you guys today that you are able to get more information about mental health and the major mental health disorders. And also to see that if you or your loved one does suffer from mental illness, there's hope and there's treatment available out there and there is access to treatment. You just need to know where and how to access those treatment. And as I said, again, Dr. P is my pleasure talking with you about this great topic. And it's really important and close to my heart. As I said, I've been in this field for over 23 years. And it's, it's really good to see the progression of when a patient is doing well from the onset of the illness to recovery. I've seen people recover and do well in the community. And it's through treatment that they've recovered. So I, I want people to hear that there's available treatment for people that are suffering and there's support out there for you. Sister Rose, you know, uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the work that you have been doing over these many, 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 many years. We bless you. We appreciate you. And we thank God for you and all the work and support that you have provided to the family and to the community. And it has been my pleasure to have you on the pod for the entire month, for the entire month. Now, uh, I want to make sure uh, as you go that um, we want to make sure that our loved ones who may be in crisis, family, if you're in crisis, if you are in crisis, Lord have mercy. Sometimes we feel like we are always in crisis. If you are in crisis, please call 911. Call 911. It don't even take you two seconds to call 911 as soon as possible. If you or a loved one needs someone to talk to, there's confidential support available 24-7, 365 days a year for everyone in the United States. Just call. Just call. I gave you the number last week. I'm going to give it to you again. You got your pencil, right? I know you do. Call the number 1-800-273-8255. This is the number to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. I want to thank Janssen Pharmaceuticals, which has sponsored this important podcast series. Janssen has been with us all month long, and we want to thank them for their sponsorship. It is a great partnership with Janssen Pharmaceutical Company, and we are just grateful and honored for that partnership. For more information and help for mental health education, resources from Janssen, particularly for adults living with schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder and their loved ones, I encourage you, family, I encourage you to visit Choices in Recovery. Go to Choices, C-H-O-I-C-E-S, Choices in Recovery at www.choices. C-H-O-I-C-E-S-N-I-N, recovery, R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y, dot 
C-O-M-COM. That's choicesinrecovery.com. All right. Well, we are at the end of a whole month. We have talked about mental health all month long. Sister Rose has been with us all month long. I hope that we have changed somebody's life. I hope we have made sure that you now have the resources that you need to address uh, mental health disorders, schizophrenia, MDD. I mean, we have learned so much. And you can go back. If you missed the podcast one week, you can go back and listen. Just It's available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Go back and listen and listen and listen and spread the word. Spread the word because we are under stress and do rest. Come on, somebody. We are under stress and we have to pay attention to our mental health. You know we do. We have to pay attention to our mental health and we have provided you with some great information. Don't dismiss it. Go back, go back and make sure you listen to this podcast message time and time and time and time again. Rose, thank you so much, my sister. I hope that our listeners let their friends and family and co-workers and everybody go back and hear all the information you have shared with them over and over and over and over again. Rose, thank you so very much. Well, thank you, Dr. Seeley. It was a pleasure working with you. And um, thank you for shining the spotlight and this important topic. Guess what? Next week is going to be August. Everybody take a breath. August. Mm, 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 mm. In times like these, you know, we just got to remember that we've been there and we are here and we're going to be over yonder too. There's a past, there's a present and the future. And I'm going to hold on to a bright future. I'm going to hold on and hold on that I know my grandmom used to say a change is coming. A change is coming. And I do believe that it is a good and positive change. And we're going to live to tell the story. Yes, we are. Listen, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. And always remember, indeed there is a bomb in Gilead. You know it's Thursday. And when it's Thursday, it's your girl, Dr. P, on the pod. See you next week in August. I'm out. I want to live a healthy life. I want to live a healthy life.